Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season three, episode 14 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Dangerous Liaisons. Very big episode. Very jam-packed. Formal gowns. Always a win to me. I would say this is probably definitely in my top five episodes of the whole show. Maybe top three. This -hmm. is just great episode beginning to end. And you can't beat a ball. A lot of fun, a lot of outfits, a lot of little romance storylines, some better than others. Yeah. <laughs> now, longtime fans of the podcast might remember that many of my early predictions, specifically about Catherine, although I guess maybe Catherine wasn't in this. Yeah, this was Elena the whole time. But a lot of my early predictions came from like one promo I remembered at a ball. And I'm pretty sure this is it because I'm pretty sure this is the dress I was thinking of with Caroline. Fans of the show know. Very iconic dress on Caroline. Yeah, I mean, Miss Thing served today. She was eating from beginning to end. No one could catch her. It was a runaway. It was a runaway for Miss Caroline. <laughs> if they released a best dress list for this ball, Caroline's up top. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, it's Caroline up top. And then pretty far behind second is Rebecca. And most of that is the hair. And then in third place is Carol Lockwood. And yes, then ate. in dead last is Elena. <laughs> But we'll get into it. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Elena is surprised to receive an invitation to a formal ball. And when Damon and Stefan hear the party is being hosted at Klaus's newly renovated mansion, they both insist on attending the event with her. Caroline and Matt also receive invitations to the ball from unexpected admirers. At the elegant party, Elena learns of a horrifying plan that could lead to numerous deaths, and she must decide who she can trust with her new information. Caroline discovers a side of Klaus no one would have suspected. Finally, after an evening of violence and dashed hopes, Damon finds a new way to cope. That's one way to put it. Sure, Damon. We'll get to that when we get to that. We open the episode, however. We go so far in this episode, it's crazy to think that we opened this episode at the hospital when (laughs) Alaric is recovering from his stab wound, which we don't even revisit this episode. We just let the serial killer go on the back burner for this week. Yeah, that is a good point. I kind of forgot we started there. And Alexa's in the hospital all night. No one's talking to him. Bonnie and Abby are fine. No one's talking to them. (laughs) Tyler's leaving voicemails, but otherwise not showing up. Jeremy's (laughs) in Denver. Jeremy's high out of his mind in Denver. (laughs) We start the episode with Elena telling Matt that Alaric is going to be spending the night at the hospital under observation, and she's going to change the locks on the house. Seems like you should have done that already. Well, it just happened. I was thinking like they should protect their house, but if they don't invite people in, the issue usually isn't people opening the door. It's actually getting in. Yeah. Usually the key is not something they're worried about. Yeah. While she's talking to Matt, there's like a very pretty little liars. A ask someone's watching them camera angle. Yeah. Like a camera shot from inside a room with the blinds open. It's like, guys, turn to your right. And you can see like someone who appears to be in a hoodie. And so it's like, oh, Matt's getting stabbed next. Yeah, I was like, ooh, Matt might be in trouble this week. Yeah, it's like, hey, Meredith, turn on the light in that room. Yeah, what is what the Mystic Falls Hospital is like always trying to save money on their electric bill because so many lights are off. It is so dark and spooky in there. There's no reason. (laughs) Like, it's already scary in here. Yeah. Can you imagine having a baby at the Mystic Falls Hospital? It's like, why is it so creepy in here? Yeah, it's like, can you guys turn on the light? And they're like, no, this is right as they go. And you're like, I can't see anything. Like, this is the happiest day of my life. I need a light on. Why is it blue toned in here? (laughs) (laughs) 
Elena and Matt catch up about their other friends. Elena says she talked to Bonnie earlier and her and her mom are fine. And Matt talked to Caroline, who is holding it together, despite how close she and her dad used to be. And then Matt gives like the worst line reading he's ever given. He says, any word on who was behind all these attacks? I don't know if it's the writing or him. I think it's a combo. I certainly don't think the writing helps because I do think it's a poorly constructed line. But there's an example in a later scene of a line that is very poorly constructed that Caroline still finds a way to sell. So I think it's a mix and match. I kind of think he's doing his best, but it is a terrible line reading. It's like a very harsh transition, even though they were already talking about the stabbings before. Mm-hmm. But then moved away from it and then came back. But it is like jarring because you hear him say it and you're like, okay, Matt, weird. Yeah. When you asked it like that, I think you might be the one doing it. Sounds like you're injecting yourself into the investigation, King. Elena says, no, there's literally no word. The sheriff says there are literally no suspects because our one suspect was Meredith Fell and that was debunked. Supposedly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was debunked in air quotes. Yeah, uh, and I'm sorry, you don't have a single other suspect. You don't even have a thought. Do you have a thought? It's, I mean, I don't, but I'm not the fucking sheriff. It's a small town. You can't narrow it down a little bit. Given the profile I provided, Sheriff Forbes should be able to give me at least a handful of names. I think that's fair. So then we see the figure appear behind them again as they head out to the parking lot. Elena asks how Matt is dealing with everything since he keeps getting dragged into all of this. And he says, honestly, I'm kind of lucky because the only thing I really have to worry about is showing up for my shift at the grill. And it's like, well, Matt, you should probably be worried about getting killed also. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of true that like, yes, you're not really directly involved, but you could be used as a weapon. Like, I don't think you'd be the top choice of bait or whatever, but it's definitely possible. Rebecca picked him. Well, there wasn't really anyone she could pick. She could have picked Bonnie like as a date to this thing she could have picked bonnie but i don't think she would have yeah i guess if rebecca's game plan is ask someone on a date matt's kind of the only option she has because she can't take tyler she can't take a lurk she can't take jeremy and she can't take stefano damon i think she might have tried a lurk if he was not in the hospital i don't know i think she probably thinks a lurk's too old for her even though she's a thousand i think she thinks that a lurk would not entertain it which he wouldn't yeah Alaric would be like, obviously you're doing that to kill me. I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. So Matt is really her option. So yeah, Matt, just think about it. You are kind of an easy target in some ways. Yeah, you could still get targeted. And then Elena, you know, thanks him for everything. They both say get home safe. They split up and they get in their cars. And, you know, it's like that horror thing of like, okay, someone's in the backseat. Someone's under the car. But it keeps going. And like Matt gets in his car. He drives away. Elena gets in her car. She like looks in her backseat and waves goodbye to Matt and she starts to drive away. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was convinced something was someone was in his car and then he drove away. I was like, okay, I guess someone's in Elena's car. It's that thing of like someone opening a door in a horror movie, then they close the door and the killer's there. Then they do fake outs and the killer's not there. And it felt a lot like that. Yeah. But then as Elena's backing her car up, she hits something, it clunks, and she gets out of her car. She sees nothing there. But then suddenly, Rebecca appears and says, drive much? Iconic entrance. So here's my thing. I'm going to be upfront and honest to the fans here. Rebecca starts to lose me in this second half of this season. Huh. I'm not a Rebecca stan really anymore. I'm still a Rebecca stan, but that could change. I think it starts here like, Rebecca, I understand you're upset about Elena stabbing you with a dagger and you not being able to go to homecoming. But she had a reason for it. And it all worked out. Your brother's not even fucking dead. 
Yeah, but Rebecca's not really the type to think that far ahead. And she does hold grudges. So it's kind of like, yeah, this seems like her. Like, I wish she would just get over it, but it's about right. I did think when we heard the clunk, I was like, who put a dead body in her trunk? Like, I was on that path. I was going the pretty little liars route. It's a Lurik's dead body. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, could you imagine if it was Meredith Fell's dead body? See, that would have been good. But it was Rebecca, who is also fine. Rebecca says, surprised? You drove a dagger through my back. It hurt. And so she bites Elena. But Elijah, I guess, was right on Rebecca's tail because he comes up, stops Rebecca and tells her to leave. And then Rebecca calls both of them pathetic, but she does leave. Yeah. She's like, can I just fight this girl for one one time? She's like, can I kill like one girl? She's like, I don't even have to kill her. Can't I just like inconvenience her day? Rebecca has wanted to kill Elena since the second she met her. But also, Rebecca, this is my thing about Rebecca. Think ahead, Mama. I yeah. get that killing her will be satisfying. It will have repercussions in your family but let's not even think about those right now if you really want to ruin elena's life i don't know chop all her hair off or something psychological warfare break her nose she just doesn't think because she just gets too mad literally force elena into a pixie cut granted elena would be able to pull it off yeah but But it would take her it would take her some time and she'd be stressed about it exactly psychological warfare mama give her some of those little protein bars from me and girls yes Death is not your only weapon. Actually, honestly, the better move is to sleep with Damon. Yeah, literally that'll mess with her. Rebecca just doesn't think ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you really don't need to kill her. It's just not worth your energy. Especially just because there's going to be so many repercussions in your family. It's not worth the hassle. You can mess with her without killing her. And that'll be much more satisfying because you can do it for literal years. Yeah. Klaus is always going to want her around because he wants that blood. And yeah. if you kill her once, like you'll get over it and be mad again in a day. It, she just has that short attention span. It's that same thing later in the episode, which Matt gives her a jacket once and she's like, okay, I'm sold. Like opinion changed. Maybe Elena should have tried giving Rebecca a jacket. Yeah. Elijah turns to Elena and says, well, I believe we have a little bit of catching up to do. She says, yeah, no shit. Well, how the fuck are you both awake? Yeah. She's like, I thought that bitch was still dead. So then we go to the Gilbert house where Elena is filling Damon and Stefan in on what Elijah told her, we can assume, because now she has all this information. She says, so here's the tea, sisters. (laughs) It was actually their mother, Esther, who was sealed in the coffin. And Stefan says, oh, you mean the original witch? And Damon says, I'm sorry, what? How is she even alive? Didn't Klaus rip out her heart like a thousand years ago? And Elena says, I don't know. I guess she has witchy connections. Who cares? What I'm here to tell you is that Elijah told me that she wants to live in peace with her family, including Klaus. And Stefan says, she was supposed to help us kill Klaus. Stefan is like, why did I work that hard to open that coffin if Klaus is still going to be alive? If all Klaus gets is a mommy, which I don't have. He said, I don't even have my mom. Excuse me. Elena says, well, like, apparently she's not the weapon to use to kill Klaus anymore, according to Elijah. And Stefan says, that coffin was the only thing that was stopping Klaus from tearing us to shreds. He's a little concerned with, you know, the future of them being alive. And Damon is like, anyone else feel a little used? Damon's already leaning into the feeling too much already. It's like he's taking this personally. Yeah. Elena says, hey, cool your jets, boys. Elijah told me his family wouldn't hurt any of us. And I believe him. Which, of course, the Salvators, they don't say it, but in their eyes, you can see them thinking, you stupid fucking bitch. Just because you believe him doesn't make it true. Stefan's like, I've been a pretty big dick to Klaus, and now I don't have any leverage left. So, yeah, I'm concerned. Then there's a knock at the door, and Elena goes to the porch. No one's there, but there is an envelope. 
addressed to her. So she brings it in, she opens it, and it's an invite for tonight at seven to join the Michelsons for dancing, cocktails, and celebrations. And Stefan says, who the hell are the Michelsons? Yeah, because they've never had to learn any last name. Why would they? They've never had a last name before. And you've known their last name for a while because it got spoiled to you by Instagram. But this is the first time we actually get their last name. It's Michelson, which Michael's son. They said, we'll honor our father a little bit here. Yeah. Their father's on the other side and he's like, don't use my name. They said, rest in peace, dick. (laughs) (laughs) And Elena says, well, the Michelsons are obviously the original family. I can put two, two and two together. Damon says, okay, it's not bad enough they're moving to town. Now they want a housewarming gift. Like, yeah, he just renovated a whole mansion. Bring a bottle of whiskey. It's not that hard. I promise you can spare one bottle of whiskey, Damon. Yeah. It might be good for you, actually. Yeah, maybe just clear one out. Or like bring some nice blood or something. You have a whole cooler full. Or hey, Elena's the housewarming gift. That's true. She kind of is. She has the blood that keeps on giving. Give him a little bottle of Elena's blood. Yeah. Put it in a cute little picture. Happy housewarming. Have fun making hybrids. And then Elena can't help but notice there's a handwritten note on the back of her invitation. And it says, Elena, I think it's time we finally meet. Esther. This whole family loves handwritten notes on the back of the invitation. Apparently it was very important to them that they have a blank back to write personal notes. Then we go over to the Michelson house. Finn and Cole are getting fitted for their tuxes. Cole tells Rebecca to tell him how handsome he is. And she says, you know, I can't be compelled. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha, sibling, fun. Chop busted, chop busted. (laughs) Klaus comes in and he says, hey, Rebecca, you already went after Elena? And Rebecca says, okay, here we go. He's like, you couldn't wait one day, you bitch. And he says, do you want another dagger in your heart? And Cole says, okay, again with the dagger threats, do you have any other tricks? And he says, no. No, I don't. That used to be scary enough. Klaus says to Cole, "Uh, go back to staring at yourself, cutting. And Cole says, sure. Cole says, no problem, brother. Cole (laughs) says, who are you, my father? And Klaus says, no, but you're in my house. And Cole says, okay, well, let's go outside. And Esther says, okay, enough. She comes in. She got a very new modern bob. She just came back from the salon. And she's got a brand new, like, politician's wife wardrobe. Yeah, she's been watching from the other side. The weirdest people to take as fashion idols. Maybe she has limited access to who she can watch. She loves the Today Show. She wants to look like a news anchor. She's like, uh, I'm the Iron Lady, babe. From the other side, she watched the Meryl Street movie, The Iron Lady. And she said, that's what I'm going to channel. It's only a matter of time until I wake up. I can see the writing on the wall. And she brought a picture of Mer- Meryl Streep from that movie to the salon. And they were like, this is a super weird picture to bring in here. Um- <laughs> They're like, your hair is really long. And there's a ton of bugs in it. Have you ever brushed this? And Esther says, it, you know, it feels like I haven't brushed it in a thousand years. And they're like, it looks like it. <laughs> it feels that way to me, too. Esther says, Nick Klaus, come. And he follows her. And he says, you know, Rebecca wasn't even out of her box for one day before she tried to ruin my life. What happened to peace and acceptance and family? And Esther says, Klaus, you put daggers in their hearts. You want them to kiss your feet for reuniting them? Klaus, did you think they wouldn't be mad at you? Like, that seems dumb even for you. Yeah, the logic tracks, but Klaus still tries to fight it because he doesn't want to hear the logic. He says... Oh, so it's a crime to want our family to be as it once was. And Esther says, you got to give it a second, okay? Me, personally, I've been on the other side for a thousand years. I've had a thousand years to be angry and to heal. So I'm here to make sure this family does the same. It takes time. Yeah, it takes so long that that wasn't enough time for her to heal. Yeah, I imagine it would take even more time. He says, I don't get it. 
I killed you and still you forgive me? She's like, well, it's really simple, Klaus. I'm lying. Yeah. She's like, this is actually really an easy explanation for that. I'm making this all up. <laughs> I am putting on a performance. And luckily, you're all too stupid to see through it. She says, it's been my dream for a thousand years that this family could be as one. Okay. Wordplay mama. And she says, forgiveness is not a chore. It's a gift. And then she says, now, who are you bringing to the ball this evening? And Klaus says, oh, don't be silly. Like, I'm not bringing anybody. You're lucky I'm even going. Yeah, he's like, I, I barely, I, I barely even want to go. He's just like, I, I mean, I don't even have, like, I look a little silly in a tux. Yeah. He's like fishing for something from her. Yeah. He's like, someone has to give me a compliment at some point. And my mom is the easiest target, I fear. Since she loves me, even though I killed her. Yeah. Um, she says, I wish you would reconsider. It's going to be a magical evening. Emphasis on the magical because she's doing a spell. What's so funny about the originals is even though they are like Volturi level scary to the vampires in this universe, mm-hmm. they are so corny. <laughs> I know. I was it's just like, so my funny. sister is mad at me. And it's like, okay. This is the guy you're afraid of? This is the guy you can't kill? This guy? We go back over to the Gilbert house and Elena says, okay, well, if Esther wants to talk to me, I should find out why. And Damon immediately says, that is a stupid idea, given the fact that she tried to kill you once before. Now, see, I'm on Damon's side here. Even though this isn't the way it went, I was like, Esther's going to kill her. And it didn't seem like Elena thought about that at all. Like, yes, she's tried to kill you before, but also like she doesn't like the hybrids and you're the reason the hybrids work at this point. So it's like you should at least be considering that. It just felt like she was not even paying attention to that idea. She doesn't. Damon tries to, you know, inject some reason into this conversation. But Stefan, desperate for Elena to come back to him over Damon, says, no, she's right. He (laughs) says, he says, Bonnie was led to open that coffin for a reason. I think there's more to this than some family reunion. And Damon says, hey, can we go back to the old Stefan who actually cared if Elena lived or died? And Stefan says, oh, what for? That's your job now. And Elena says, "Okay, can you two stop being fucking corny and get back on track in this conversation? She's like, why are we having this conversation? I've made my decision. Don't argue about it in front of me all you want. I'm going to the ball and I'm talking to this woman. Yeah. Elena says, Stefan has a point. Um, I think I should find out what she wants. And Damon says, you can't protect yourself. And Stefan says, fine, then I'll go. And Damon says, no, you pissed off all the originals. I'll go. And Elena says, okay. Yeah, Damon's clearly just mad that Stefan thought of going with her to the ball first. Yeah. Damon says, end of story, I'm going. And he leaves. Uh, And then Stefan and Elena just like look at each other. So I just want to make it clear. No one gave any definitive. Damon acts surprised when Elena shows up as if this conversation was like a definitive decision that she wasn't going. She never even hints to that. Like they said, I'm going. And the implication is like they're going with her. And also, you guys have met Elena. Is she ever able to just sit at home while something's happening? No. The only time she's ever been able to do that is when she was literally spelled inside her house. Yeah, that's just not going to be her. That's not her narrative. This is just classic Stefan versus Damon. We see this through the whole episode. The like, do you want someone like who protects you or do you want to make your own choices? Yeah. And you can make arguments about Damon being too controlling you can make arguments about Stefan not watching out enough, but it is like these two very different approaches. Mm-hmm. Love triangle mm-hmm. in action. We're in peak love triangle era. Woo woo. So we go over to the Forbes house. Caroline picks up her cell phone and 
she's probably listening to a voicemail based on the way this scene looks. But for a second, it looks like she's on the phone with him and just doesn't talk to him. Yeah. But it's probably a voicemail. It's from Tyler. He says, hey, um, I know I should have called sooner, but I just kind of freaked out and left. Heard about your dad. Super sorry. Uh, so I'm doing what he said. I'm going to fix myself and come home. Love you. Bye. And that's the end of the message. So that's all the Tyler we get in this episode. Yeah. Then there's a knock at Caroline's door. And she goes to look. She also has an envelope. Same invitation to the ball. But she also has a box. With a big old bow. She looks at the invite. It's the same on the front. But again, it has a handwritten note on the back. This time it's from Klaus. And it says, save me a dance. Fondly, Klaus. Love the fondly. He's been so long on that note. He's like, okay, what's the coolest, like, sweetest thing to say? He said, cheers. No. No. <laughs> he, like, threw out so many invitations. There's a pile of invitations in his room because he just couldn't decide what to say. Yeah. The first the first attempt was, you're so pretty, love Klaus. He said, mm, that's way too much. Yeah, way too far, way too soon. <laughs> I did arrange a hit on her life like two weeks ago. I need to work up to this. Yeah, I got to slow it down here. She scoffs at the note and she's like, oh, seriously? But she looks at the box and she does open it because she has to. It's a gift. I mean, it. I'm opening a gift. I don't care who it comes from. And it's a pretty gown. And she closes it like as if she's not going to wear it. Then we go over to the grill. Elena and Caroline are having lunch. And Elena says, it's weird. Like the originals are throwing an actual ball. And Caroline calls it a twisted Cinderella fetish. And then she says, and why does the evil witch want an audience with you? Which is clunky writing like that line earlier. But somehow Miss Candace King sells it. Yeah. Elena says, well, there's only one way to find out why she wants an audience with me. And Caroline says, I thought you told Damon and Stefan you weren't going. She's like, first of all, I never made any promises. <laughs> first of all, I just implied it a little bit. And if they believe that, that's not really my fault. Yeah, that's on them. Elena says, well, that's all the more reason that I need a drama-free bodyguard. And now, Elena, also, like, you know how you, how they think you're not going? Why would you think they're not going? Yeah. You're all going to be there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they all need to stop, like, assuming that, not, that none of them are going to be there and just accept that the three of them are going to be there and maybe we can work from there. Yeah. Like they all think they're going to be the only one who goes. How do you think that? None of them are going to sit at home. <laughs> Plus, you know, you're putting a tux on. You don't think Stefan sees you putting a tux on in your shared home? Yeah. They're both like in line thinking of a tux at Nordstrom's. They're like, what are you getting a tux for? <laughs> it's like, hey, you said you weren't going to the ball. Oh, I'm not. I'm just picking up something. I'm just getting a, some stuff pressed. Some of my t-shirts, some of my v-necks. Caroline says, well, I think a Salvatore would look better in a tux. And by that, I mean, Stefan. One thing about Caroline, she ships to Lena. And she's not secret about it. I do appreciate that about Caroline. She's like, well, you should bring one and you should bring Stefan if you're bringing one. I just feel like I need to say it to you. You think it can't be said enough. Pick <laughs> Stefan. That's representation for Stelena Hive because you guys need a win because Delena Hive's been winning left and right. <laughs> yeah, it's hard out there for a Stelena fan. Not that I would personally know, but I can assume. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I am. Well, I don't know. I go back and forth on Delena versus Stelena. You're a Stelena girly. Well, I'm a Stefan girly. Yeah. And I don't believe, here's the thing. I believe that Stefan is best for Elena, but I don't believe Elena is best for Stefan. Mm-hmm. But that's my two cents on the matter. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm a Stefan girly. That's one thing about me. Damon girly and Delena girly. <laughs> and most recently, 
a Claire line girly. That comes as no surprise to me. <laughs> Elena says, like, I can't deal with either Salvatore right now. Whatever Stefan is feeling, he's channeling all against Klaus. And Damon, it's not a good idea. And Caroline says, why? Because you two made out. She's been waiting to drop this one. She says that Bonnie told her. And Elena says, I'm really sorry. Like, I obviously was going to tell you, but everything that happened with your dad. And I think Elena's in the right here because what exactly was Elena supposed to do? Caroline's crying on the porch about her dad. And Elena says, anyway, so the thing that's going on with me. (laughs) Okay, but to be fair, Elena did kiss Damon like a week and a half before that happened. I don't think it was a week and a half. I think it was like two days. Still, there was enough time to say it. Sure, you're right. Bonnie definitely knew before the dad thing happened. So, and it's only because Damon told Bonnie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Elena wanted anyone to know. But when Bonnie found out, she's like, oh, fuck, now people are going to know. See, when Bonnie found out, she should have told Caroline, too, because, I mean, there's no world in which Bonnie isn't sharing that information. Exactly. You got to get ahead of it. Um, And Caroline says, Elena, when you and Matt kissed for the first time freshman year, you called me the second it happened. And I don't hear about this till now from somebody else. Well, girl, it's a much different situation. Yeah. Elena says, I'm sorry. I don't really even know how I feel about it yet. All I know is that everything used to be so much easier. And then here come Rebecca. (laughs) She said, easier, you say? (laughs) Not anymore. Rebecca says, careful, Caroline. It's all well and good till she stabs you in the back. Okay, well, Rebecca, I hate to say this, but Caroline's not getting stabbed in the back by Elena. You have different relationships. Caroline's like, well, she wouldn't stab me in the back. Caroline's like, that's not something I'm personally worried about, but thanks for your input. Yeah. Elena says... What are you doing here? You, I know your mom's rule is to not hurt the locals. Rebecca says, oh, get over yourself. It's not all about you. And then she proves that it kind of is all about Elena. Of course it's about Elena. This is the thing is like, yes, Elena is self-centered. But she has a lot of evidence to back that up. So Rebecca goes on to like ask Matt to the ball. She gives him an invite in front of Elena. Like, obviously there's a part of this that like Rebecca thinks Matt is cute and she wants male attention. But she's doing this in front of Elena because it is about Elena, because she also wants to hurt Elena's feelings. Like, yeah, I get that Elena's kind of self-centered, but this is about Elena. This is about Elena. And Rebecca knows it's about Elena. And she's just saying it's not to kind of undercut it and maybe make Elena feel bad. But Elena's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. She's like, okay, so obviously this is about me. She's like, nobody is about me, though. (laughs) Like, and that's fine. Like, I'm not getting a God complex because of it, but it is. But it is about me. Yeah. Caroline says, oh, my God, why is she inviting him to the ball? And Elena says, probably to get this reaction from us. Excellent read, Miss Mama. Yes, sir. Um, Rebecca smiles at them because, of course, Matt's going to say yes, because what else does he have to do? I don't know where he got a tux, but that's a that's a logistical (laughs) question we're not going to answer. And Caroline says, "Okay, fine. What time is this stupid dance? And I know we've already been talking for a while, but this is not very late into the episode. We get to the ball very fast. Yeah. They said, "Okay." There's a ball. We got to get everybody invited and like a little bit of drama beforehand, but it's all happening at the ball. It is what we kind of expect of a ball. Everyone's wearing very long dresses. It's very crowded somehow. A lot of extras. We're not meant to unpack who all of these people are. It's very pretty. Lights are decorated. Everyone's dressed up. Everyone is very much in black tie. Yeah. But it's like a 2012 friendly version of black tie. So there's a lot of sequins. Yeah. There's a lot of sparkle, a lot of like tool and fluffiness. Mm-hmm. Everyone really understood the assignment, as it were, to dress for a ball. <laughs> Damon approaches Carol Lockwood with some glasses of champagne. They say hi, they cheers. And she's serving with her little French twist. Oh, yeah. She's got a lovely little gown on, spaghetti strap, 
kind of like beige nude with a like cute little necklace sparkly very sparkly because hello carol <laughs> yeah one thing about carol is she will be serving she loves a beige sparkly outfit and it loves her damon says hanging with your new besties and she says damon i'm the fucking mayor okay when the oldest deadliest families of vampires moves to town you kind of have to welcome them with a smile like what am i gonna do i'm just a lady yeah she's also like and remember like he's protecting my son yeah so i'm kind of good with it like he doesn't want to kill me Damon says, well, at least you know who you're burying that cup of sugar from. And Carol says, OK, you know what? I'm trying to protect this town. They've assured me they want peace and I've assured them that I'd enforce it. Also, Damon, you've killed people in this town. What do you, where do you get off being so high and mighty? Yeah, Damon, you've definitely killed more people. And mm, I was going to say definitely kill more people than the originals. I think probably not because Klaus just be killing women left and right. And, it, and Klaus has been alive so much longer. Just you have to assume. But at least since... Since the run of the show, Damon has killed a lot of people in town, as has Stefan, as has Klaus. Yeah. Like him killing people is not the winning argument here. Cole approaches and he introduces himself to Carol. He kisses her hand because, of course, she's flirting with all the young men she can. Yeah, that's what she's here for, babe. Her husband's dead. Yeah. Cole says, I hope your lovely town embraces us as we plan to embrace it. His British accent is something. He's definitely doing something. He's definitely doing an accent. Such a range of accent work from him. Because sometimes it sounds like not British at all. And sometimes it sounds like so British, it's impossible. It's too, like, it's too British. He doesn't have any standardization. He's just saying words. And it's fascinating to me because this is like a hugely successful show at this point. Number one. You definitely could have found a hot brunette guy who could do a British accent, number one. Or number two, let's say you love this guy so much, you're like, no one else could ever play Cole. You can't hire a fucking coach. Yeah, there's not a single dialect coach available. They all booked. They can't be. It's like definitely off-putting more than any of the other accents, you know? Yeah. It's a little like trying to do a British accent, but you know how to do about half the words well. And you're just filling in the rest with guesses. He's flying by the seat of his pants. It's like he had to do it all in one take. And he was like, some of that sounded British. Yeah. And they're like, moving on. He said, 60% success rate. I can handle that. I'll take it. Then Damon introduces himself to Cole. And he says, have we met? And Cole looks at him and says, you know, I've met a lot of people and you don't particularly stand out, which is a devastating read. But do you think they have met before? I bet they have because Damon wouldn't. Sit, like wouldn't bring that up for no reason where do you think they've met do you have any theories i'm betting it's like way back in the day because as we know cole died realistically around 1910 or was daggered around 1910 and we know damon was following stefan and klaus was following stefan although i guess klaus is following stefan later so i bet they ran into each other in the past some at some point for whatever reason i guess we'll see if that ever is revealed to us cole walks away and so damon kind of looks to the room And he sees, as he's looking around, Elena walk in and there's like swelling music. He looks at her like he's truly in love. It's a very romantic look. It's in many compilations. compilations. I mean, it's very romantic. Not since Miss Mystic Falls have we had a shot of Damon like this. And yet this dress she's wearing is atrocious. I don't have as big beef with this dress as you do. I do have beef with the satin pashmina. I think this dress is one of the worst dresses I've ever seen on a teen drama. I think it's 
it's so close to being nice. There are just a couple things that I think are the issue because I think the bodice part of it from like natural waist up, stunning. I'll give you that. The line between the bodice and the skirt, too low. No reason for a ball gown to be drop waist. It's a little too puffy. Yes. Um, I think, and especially because of the way it cuts. So I think it's like almost cute. It's just that cut pushes it over. And again, I hate the pashmina. Well, and I do think the bodice is cute. And I actually don't even have so much a problem with black and gold as a concept, but I think it would have been more successful had it been the bodice and then a more A-line cut because the puffiness Mm -hmm. is one thing, but then the puffy skirt looks like the cheapest sequin fabric they could find just draped over a hoop. It's awful. I hate it. Yeah, the skirt, I think, is the real issue with it. Yeah. To me, it ruins the entire dress, but that's me personally. I have a beef with it, obviously. I think that's fair. I definitely like would like to see her in a better dress. I think the skirt is the main issue. Like, I I mean, obviously her boobs look insane. Yeah. In a good way. That's why the other thing is she's so skinny. Like if this had just been like a straight line gold satin below the bodice, stunning. But I get it. They want to put her in a ball gown because it's a ball. Yeah, I think like the cut of Caroline's very stunning. Like I think you can do like a very A-line skirt. I mean, I think it's kind of insane Maybe because they had already done this for Rebecca, but it's insane they wouldn't put Elena in a mermaid gown. I don't even care for mermaid gowns, but I just feel like Elena, that's what they should be doing. I agree. And I think Rebecca would be the most likely one to wear a full ass ball gown. That is very true. Like, I don't think Rebecca would have won this one, but she would have won a ball gown. And I gen- I mean, I don't mind the black and gold, but that's not Elena's fucking color. Oh, I think she'd wear black and gold. Uh, uh, hmm. I just think that she would be better served in a blue or a purple. That's what she's known for. That is what she's known for. I do think I could see more of a beige route. I do think the black is just more Catherine. Yeah, which I guess they're obviously trying to make us connect those dots because we see some Catherine type imagery because Miss Mama is playing the middle. Yeah. Damon says, oh, excuse me, Carol, because he's like so in love with this hideous, hideous dress. He has to go talk to Elena. But Stefan comes in from the side. He gets Yeah, Stefan was closer to the door. He was standing there waiting. He says, zoom. Elena says, what are you doing here? And he says, I could ask you the same thing. Again, did none of you think you were all going to be here? Like, I don't know why any of you were shocked to see each other. Yeah. This is the minimum of what you should have been expecting. Damon approaches and says, surprise, surprise. He says to Stefan, nice tux. And then he tells Elena, oh, well, you're not supposed to be here. And she says, well, I am. And I'm not leaving. She said, well, it's a little late for that, isn't it? She's like, (laughs) I'm not leaving till I find out what Esther wants. So shall we? And then they each put out their arms. She hooks arms with both of them and walks in. She is giving Catherine. And you can see her face. She's like, oh, I'm giving Catherine right now. I love it because when she says, shall we? She doesn't really look at either of them. She's kind of like, you guys make this decision for me. Yeah, whoever wants to put their arm out, I'll take it. She's like, I'll grab an arm, but I'm not picking. Yeah, I'm not making any decisions. (laughs) Then we go over to the Forbes house. Caroline is still there. She's looking through her closet for something to wear, but... She doesn't have a huge selection of gowns. Yeah, she doesn't have like a bunch of ball gowns sitting there. So she's like, okay, well, it's right there. Yeah, she's frustrated. (laughs) And then she looks at the box. Then we immediately go back to the ball where Caroline arrives in the dress Klaus got her. And Klaus looks over also another look that is in many compilations because he's looking at her with such love. He basically goes, awuga. I have seen this uh, clip before. Mm-hmm. I spoiled this for myself quite some time ago. I thought it would be way later. I was really excited when I saw this coming. I was like, oh, I know where we're going here. They approach each other. 
he says, well, he kind of approaches her. She kind of hopes to bypass him, but he gets right in her way because he's one track mind, Caroline. Because he he sees her wearing the dress and he's like, "Okay, I've done it. He says, I'm in, boys. I've done it, ladies and gents. He said, that's my girlfriend. (laughs) He says, good evening. And she says, I need a drink. And she walks away and he watches her walk away. And he's like, okay, step one. He's like, I want her to meet my mom. (laughs) He says, have you met my mom yet? He said, she gave me your blessing to propose. I've told her so much about you. And Caroline's like, you don't know me. Caroline's like, we've spoken one time. (laughs) He's down terrible for her. Yeah. (laughs) And then Elena is at the bar that seems to only be serving champagne. Vibe. We we see a little bit of like Stefan drinking whiskey. So I think they really only have champagne and whiskey at this bar, which my kind of party. (laughs) And Finn approaches Elena at the bar and he says, oh, Elena Gilbert, I presume. And she says, yeah. So who the fuck are you? <laughs> he says, well, I'm Finn Michelson. You're here to see my mother. And Elena says, is she here? And he says, she told you not to bring your friends. She says, okay, well. Well, we're past that. She's like, well, I didn't bring them. First of all, they, they, they followed me. me. Uh, second of all, they're protecting me. You may not have heard this because I know you've been dead for a thousand years, but your mother did try to kill me once. So your mom's no fucking saint. He's like, yeah, that sounds like her. <laughs> yeah. He says, well, you know, if you want to see my mother, you're going to have to be alone. And I'd be like, no. He's like, okay, then I guess I won't see if, her. If she wants to see me, she can come downstairs. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> she needs to see Elena more than Elena needs to see her. We find later. So honestly, I do feel like Elena really didn't need to do all this, but she didn't end up dying. So it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it ends up working out for her in a way, even though she's a big bitch by the end of the episode. But like, you know, you would not get me to a secondary location. Yeah, not me. Mama, I've seen Criminal Minds. Klaus was smart enough to avoid that. Even yeah. Klaus knew not to do that. Just saying. Elijah gets on the stairs with the whole family and Elijah starts to make a toast. He like gathers the crowd. And they're all posed up around him. Yeah, they're all posed in such a specific way that they must have practiced this earlier today yeah. as a family. Esther says, get to the stairs, everyone. Let's find our marks. Yeah, there's like tape Yeah, on the stairs. And it's like E, K, yeah. <laughs> And of course, Elijah gets to give the toast for Klaus being like the stir of the family, the hybrid, whatever. Elijah really is immediately becoming the father figure. Yeah. Well, because he's a little bit more Balanced. put together, I guess, yeah. is a word. A little bit more well adjusted. Yeah, he's on he's on more solid footing <laughs> yeah, than any of the others. <laughs> and he says, you know, thank you all for joining us tonight. Whenever my mother brings our family together like this, it's tradition for us to commence the evening with a dance. Lot to unpack here. Number one, when has she ever done this? Well, and like, I'm sure you, it's not like you couldn't dance in the year 1000. Yeah. It's not like you were having balls. Yeah. Like you guys didn't have, like you had like two dresses probably total. You lived in a hut. Like, it's okay. I'm sure you've danced before, but it's just like. I get it. It's a showy speech, whatever. And then he says, tonight's pick is a centuries old waltz. And I just think it would be funny if he came up there and he said, Tonight's pick is a modern take on dance called the Harlem Shake. <laughs> We've decided to really embrace the modern age tonight. And so tonight's dance is something that we just recently discovered as a family. And we hope you'll enjoy it as much as we do. And then the Macarena starts playing. <laughs> like Gangnam style. <laughs> the chicken dance. <laughs> you know, the Cupid Shuffle. I know they would love the Cupid <laughs> Shuffle. Imagine if it was the Cupid Shuffle. Down, down, do you dance, do you dance. Down, down, do you dance, do you dance, come on. Down, down, do you dance, do you dance. 
But no, it's a centuries old waltz. <laughs> As they're all on the stairs, Damon asks Stefan if he sees who Damon sees. And Stefan says, oh, yeah. And it's them looking at Esther. They know it's the original witch. They're clocking that for later. And Elijah says, well, everyone find a partner and join us in the ballroom. And Elijah says, one partner, Elena. Looking at you, Elena. <laughs> you can only pick one. <laughs> Esther goes upstairs and Elena starts to follow. But Damon, of course, stops her because he's not a dumbass. And also he's like, I do want to waltz with you. I'm at a ball. Yeah, he's I'm at a ball. You're in a really pretty dress. Can't yeah. we dance before you die? <laughs> yeah. He says, don't even think about it. She says, look, she wants to see me alone. And Damon says, well, it sucks to be her then. Yeah. And then he says, was I not clear this morning? And Elena says, you know, I was invited. You weren't invited. <laughs> and Damon says, okay, you have to tell me before you walk into a lion's den. And she's like, okay, well, I'm telling you right now. So, uh, but she says, why? So you can stop me? And he says, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's exactly why. I- I've made that super clear to you. Yeah. <laughs> and they stare at each other. But then he holds out his hand and he says, well, it would be rude not to dance. And she's like, <laughs> twist my arm. She says, yeah, it's tradition. And she goes with him. Stefan watches like, damn it. He really got to her quick. Stefan didn't even try. I know. And then Ed Sheeran's Give Me Love starts playing a song that I unironically love. This song is good. Like, I, there's no way around it. I forgot it was by Ed Sheeran. Who do you think decided that the waltz song was going to be Give Me Love? Do you think it was Elijah or Klaus? I think those are our two options. Because mm-hmm. Rebecca would never pick. I do think Klaus listens to Ed Sheeran. I bet Klaus picked this because I do think Elijah would pick something like he would just pick a classical song. Yeah. Well, they were picking like roles for the evening and Elijah, you know, he got picked to give the toast or, you know, the intro to the dance. And Klaus says, well, if Elijah gets to introduce the dance, I get to pick the song. I bet Elijah was like, that's fine, but I get veto power. And Klaus played this and he was like, "Mm, okay, that's fine. He said, this is pretty cute. (laughs) It's like, it's not classical, but I get it. Yeah, he's like, okay, I can get behind this. I'm, I'm fine with it. Originally, Klaus played Shape of You, and Elijah said Veto. Absolutely no. Klaus picked Love Story by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Klaus is living his prince fantasy. He absolutely picked Love Story. And Elijah's yeah. like, this is, like, too romantic. It's a very, like, chaste dance. And Klaus says, well, if everything goes to plan, Caroline's going to be there. Well, I invited a girl. He said, I invited a girl and she's probably, I'm probably going to ask her to be my girlfriend tonight. I need to set the mood. Like, I need something really nice and fun and happy so she, you know, puts those feelings with me. And Elijah's like, mm, Vito, you need and- to give me something else. Yeah. And Elijah's like, okay, first of all, I've spoken to Caroline once, so we're not structuring the whole night around your relationship <laughs> with a girl you've spoken to once. Yeah, who, whose friends you keep trying to kill. Let's be a little bit realistic here, Nick Klaus. And Klaus says, well, but no, we really bonded when I saved her life. And Elijah's like, and why did her life need to be saved? Who tried to kill her? And Klaus says, Tyler. Klaus like, well, that's an oversimplification of, of what happened. He said, you weren't there. You don't know the kind of sparks that were flying. And Elijah <laughs> says, we are not playing love story. And he says, fine, give me love. So the dance starts. Damon says, you look stunning if it isn't obvious to Elena. And to which I say, it isn't obvious. That dress looks awful. <laughs> Elena says, thanks. And then we go to see Rebecca is dancing with Matt. Caroline is with Klaus. So first, we check in with Caroline and Klaus. They look at each other. He is so into her, and she is appearing so nonchalant. Yeah, he is giving her eyes every time he looks at her. Yeah. (laughs) Caroline is watching Matt and Rebecca, because obviously she's worried about Matt. And Klaus says, I'm glad you came. And she says, yeah, well, it was either caviar or sympathy casseroles. And he's like, aw. He says, so you picked me. 
He says, I heard about your father. And she says, don't. Seriously. And he listens. He says, very well. On to more mannered subjects then. Like how ravishing you look in that dress. The one I bought you. He's like, so you were the dress I got you. And she says, yeah, well, I didn't really have time to shop. And he says, yeah, and the bracelet I gave you, what's your excuse for that one? Now he got her there. Yeah, and she's like, okay, well, it, it's pretty. She says, well, it, it goes with it because it's silver. And it, I, I just picked it up. I totally forgot you, like, girl. Yeah, he, he did get you there, girl, and you know it. Yeah, he dressed you up like a little Barbie doll, and you let him. And I would, too. I would, too, in a second. If a dress shows up at my door, I don't even need to know who it's from. I'm wearing it. If it's cute, he says, you know, you're quite the dancer. And she says, well, I've had training. She says, I happen to be Miss Mystic Falls. And he says, I know. That line gets me. The way that got me when we were watching, I was like, every time he says that, I go. We then go over to Damon and Elena, where Damon does a little spin. And now all the partners shuffle. And Elena spins over to Stefan. So they dance for a second. Elena says, hmm, he dances, and I didn't even have to beg. And Stefan says, yeah, well, Mayor Lockwood dragged me out here. I couldn't exactly say no. Stan, Carol. She said, oh, Stefan, no one picked you yet. She said, go dance. Go dance with Elena. And then we see Caroline is now dancing with Matt. And she says, what are you doing? Why are you here with the she-devil? And and Matt says, what was I supposed to say? No? Yeah, Matt's like, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, he's like, first of all, I was free tonight. Second of all, if I said no, I think she might have killed me. And third of all, big words from someone who's here with Klaus. And she says, okay, don't get me started. She said, that's a whole nother thing. And then we go back over to Stefan and Elena. And Stefan says, well, it took you about 30 seconds to put Damon in a mood. And she says, well, he's just looking out for me. And Stefan says, well, I think he needs to figure out you can look out for yourself. And now he is pandering to Elena, but it is working. He's saying this on purpose because, I mean, it's not that Elena can't look out for herself, but sometimes she does need some other perspectives. Sometimes it can't hurt for someone to not let her walk into a room with someone who wants to kill her. I think that's a fair concern for them. Yeah, I don't think Damon's being completely unreasonable. I mean, but Stefan knows he's got a lot of uh, legwork to do if he wants to get back to it. But it's a tender moment. She really is affected by it. And she says, you know, I need to talk to you. And Stefan says, so talk. And she says, not here. And they leave the dance floor. And Damon should have clocked this, but he's he's not watching. Yeah, he wasn't paying attention because he didn't want to look creepy. Well, guess what? Being creepy pays off. Yeah, meanwhile, he is making fun of Rebecca for being creepy and staring at Matt. And it's like, well, you should have been following her lead on that, buddy. And Rebecca is looking at Caroline and she says, of course she looks beautiful. Nick gave her everything she's wearing. I wonder if she gave Matt his tux. Probably, that's a good point. Well, I wonder if Rebecca's like mad that she didn't get this dress. She looked pretty too, but I think she would have preferred Caroline's dress. Well, let's talk about Rebecca's look because we haven't really talked about it yet. Her hair is incredible. Great hair stunning. And the dress is beautiful. Great color on her. Very tight. I think it's a perfect dress. I think. Yeah, I think it's great for her. Damon says to Rebecca, well, you're no dog yourself. And she says, is that supposed to be a compliment? She's like, I honestly can't even tell what you mean by that. And he says, you tried to kill Elena last night. You don't get compliments. Well, actually, I think she will get a compliment from you later, Damon. But yeah, he has to have his ego knocked out a couple of pegs first. She calls him a caveman. And then Damon all of a sudden notices Elena's gone. He says, where's Elena? But it's too late. She's already outside. And so then we go outside where Elena and Stefan are talking to each other. And Elena says, look, if Esther is secretly on our side, we need to know, but I can't get to her with you two bodyguards. Stefan says, well, why are you telling me this? And Elena says, well, it's obvious. Damon won't let me near her without protection. 
you've made comments about how I can make my own decisions today. And you care about killing Klaus more than anything else. And Stefan like shudders at that. And she says, oh, am I wrong? Because remember, you almost drove me off a bridge like two weeks ago. I'm sorry to keep bringing it up. It's like he'll say that. But then as soon as someone else says it, he's like, oh, so you don't think I care about you. It's like you say you don't care about me to my face. Like at a certain point, I had to start believing you. <laughs> and he says, OK, uh, you're not wrong. So what do you need me to do? And Elena says, you need to make sure I can get into that room with Esther alone. Kill your fucking brother temporarily. Just kill your brother really quick. <laughs> and he says, you sure you can do this? And she says, yeah, of course, I'm sure. And then she starts to go in. But she looks back at Stefan and she says, you know, when we were together, you used to let me make my own decisions. You trusted me. After all this, at least that hasn't changed. And she leaves. She's playing him like a fiddle. She is. Because it's not like he didn't do this shit that Damon's doing then, too. Yeah. But he's also kind of playing her like a fiddle because he sees that what Damon's doing isn't working. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to take the opposite approach. And then I'm going to endear her to me. Because even though he's trying to pretend that he doesn't care, he still wants to kiss her and date her again. She's very beautiful. You don't need your humanity on to see that. So then we go back inside. Cole asks Rebecca where her date is. And she says, flirting with his ex. And Cole says, you know, you've changed, Rebecca. Settling for mortals is the first sign of weakness. And she says, well, I'm not settling. I brought him here to kill him. He's Elena's friend. If he dies, she suffers. And this is a better path than killing Elena. But it's also like, girl, what's the What's the point? It puts her in trouble with her family because she's even like, you know, I've already been scolded once. So I was hoping you'd help me. And it's like, girl, you could hurt Elena in a much more effective, scathing way. But. Again, Rebecca is not like the type of person who like looks at all her options and picks the best one. She says, I'm going to kill that guy, I think. Yeah, she makes a decision and just is like, guess I'm doing that now. Because yeah, emotional warfare on Elena would literally hurt her more than killing Matt. You know what would hurt Elena more than killing Matt? Rebecca having sex with Matt. Exactly. There's just so many other things you could do here. I mean, this is Klaus's problem too. His usual move is killing someone. That's not Mm -hmm. always the most effective move. It's effective for a second. But then you have nothing because that person's dead. Yeah, exactly. Cole says, help you and spit right in the face of mother's rules. I'm in. He says, sounds like fun. Elsewhere, upstairs, Damon finds Elena in a room and he says, oh, I got your text. What's up, girl? And then Stefan comes in and quickly breaks his neck. And it's like, okay, well, saw that one coming. Yeah, Damon, you shouldn't have fallen for this. And Damon always easily overpowers Stefan in a fight. If he had been like a little more aware of his surroundings. He just didn't think it through. He was in a kissing mood. He thought he was going to come up here and Elena would be like, I'm so sorry. I've been so mean to you. I'll kiss you now. No. Yeah. He thought she was going to be like, oh, it's just so hard being around Stefan. Like we really lost him this time. And she was like wistfully looking out the window, being pretty. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. Stefan says, better hurry up. He won't be down for long. So Elena leaves and then she's in the hallway and runs into Elijah. And Elena says, hey. And Elijah (laughs) says, I understand my mother requested to see you. And she says, yeah, is something wrong? Like, do you think she's going to kill me? Yeah, like, oh, do you think I should not go? Because I would take that more seriously coming from you. Elijah says, okay, let's just say this. Her ability to forgive my brother after everything he's done to destroy our family strikes me as a little strange, to say the least. Someone, thank you, looking at this with a hint of reason. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's nice of her, but it's definitely odd. It's definitely unexpected. He's like, it's not like I'm saying it's impossible, but... I do think we might have to entertain that possibility. Elena says, oh, so do you think it's an act? And he says, it has me asking questions I never thought I'd ask. So that in mind, can I depend on you to tell me what she says? Elena says, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'll find you later. Bitch. (laughs) 
I'm mad at her for this one. So then we go to like some kind of study somewhere. Finn and Esther are lighting some sage and there's a knock. And Esther says, that'll be the girl. Finn goes to answer the door and there's Elena. Finn says, oh, you're alone. Wise choice. And she comes in. Elena clearly notices that the sage is burning. And Esther says, don't worry about it. It's just sage. I spelled it so that we can speak freely with no fear of being overheard. Nice, helpful spell. Mm -hmm. She sends Finn out and he closes the door. So now they're in like a nice little soundproof room, basically. Esther says, well, you must have a million questions for me. Please take a seat. If I'm Elena, my first question is like, hey, before I sit down, are you planning on killing me right now? And be honest. (laughs) And please tell me the truth. Because I'll just go out the door if that's the plan, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. At least give me a chance to run away. But Elena's first question is, so how are you alive? You ghost? Fair question. Esther says, not exactly. So when I died, the witch I honor preserved my body with a spell. She says, you know, she was a close friend of mine and an ancestor of your friend Bonnie. And Elena says, oh, okay. So that's why only Bonnie and her mom could open the casket. And Esther says, yeah, totally. You are on track, girly. They complete the Bennett bloodline. I drew power from them and their ancestors who were with me on the other side. And Elena says, oh, so you've been on the other side for a thousand years. And Esther says, yeah, it was nature's way of punishing me for turning my family into vampires. I do have to hand it to nature there. Seems like a fair punishment because you did really upset the balance quite significantly. And she says, but there is a way for me to undo the evil I've created. And Elena says, oh, you're going to kill Klaus, aren't you? You're going to help us kill Klaus. And Esther says, one thing at a time. For now, I simply need your help. Her body was preserved, but she's still technically mortal, right? Yes. As far as we know. So as far as we know, killing her would be very simple. Yes. I'm just throwing that out. Meanwhile, outside, Caroline is looking at a horse. Klaus approaches and says, you like horses? I'll buy you one. (laughs) He says, "Do do you want that one? You can take it home. You can take it. Take it home. I'll drive your car home. She says, I'm not talking to you until you tell me why you invited me here. You know, girl, it's pretty obvious. And he just comes straight out. He's like, well, I fancy you. Is that so hard to believe? Yeah, he's like, I'm obviously obsessed with you. Like, he's like, I could not more clearly be in love with you. No hesitation. He's like, no, that's why. He says, I'm shooting my shot, baby. Yeah. And he says, that's so hard to believe. She says, yes. And he says, why? You're beautiful, strong, full of light. I enjoy you. Thank you, King. Someone complimenting Caroline. Has Tyler ever given a compliment to Caroline? Other than you took care of me so well? I don't think so. I can't think of a single time. I know. It's funny. You watch this scene and immediately it's like, we were really settling for forward. That was our king. And I like Tyler, but he is just left in the dust. She says, you know, well, I'm spoken for by Tyler. And Klaus says, I thought you two ended things when he tried to kill you, which I orchestrated. When he killed you, I mean, and whether I told him to or not is really irrelevant. And she says, yeah, we did end things because of you and your freaky Sirebon. And he says, so you aren't spoken for. And she's like, oh, she's like, you did get me there. I walked right into that one. (laughs) She says, ah, classic trap. But Klaus, you know, doesn't rub it in that he trapped her into admitting she's single. He says, you know, horses are the opposite of people. They're loyal. Okay. Um. <laughs> Not the first word I would use to describe a horse, but I get where he's going. It, this scene wouldn't have worked as well with like a dog or a goat. So I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah. Horses symbolize something to Klaus that they don't symbolize to us because Klaus says, you know, my father hunted me for a thousand years and the closest he came was the day he killed my favorite horse. Uh, he severed its neck with a sword as a warning. Now that is violent. That's just mean. 
Like just to slit a horse's throat in front of your kid? Not even slit its throat, like decapitate it. I have to point out favorite horse. How many horses did you have, Klaus? Yeah. Well, he was a nobleman. I guess he's rich. Yeah. But it's still like, it's like, damn. It's like he couldn't even kill one of the ones I didn't like. Yeah. And Caroline says, well, did you ever think about sitting down with your father and talking it out? And he's like, did you meet my dad? Yeah. It's like, Caroline, did you meet Michael? I don't think she did. He says, well, you know, I'm afraid my relationship with my father was more complex than yours. And Caroline says, yeah, maybe so. But when my dad died, I had no regrets. He's like, well, I didn't have any chances for him to die until all of a sudden. So I had to take what I could get. Yeah. And she says, and to answer your question, yes, I like horses, but I also like people and they actually like me. So I'm going to go inside. Slay. And he watches her go again in love, hurt eyes. He's like, oh, he is hurt. eye emoji. Even though she just said nobody likes you. He said, "Mm, bye, girl. I love you. She says people like me and they hate you, you loser. And he says, oh, love you. Then we go upstairs back to Elena and Esther. Esther says, so I understand Rebecca shared the story of my family, how I upset the balance of nature by turning my kids into vampires. And Elena says, well, that's not really how Rebecca put it. Um, Rebecca said (laughs) that you did it to protect them from werewolves because you loved them so much. Yeah. (laughs) And Esther says, yeah, well, that's true. But in no time at all, they started to feed on human blood and they ravaged the town with no remorse. And so eventually, you know, Klaus turned against me for specifically that reason, not because I let his father abuse him. Yeah. And also, like, you made it so they drank blood and you just, like, hoped they never went for humans. You couldn't have put a little extra line in the spell. Your friend who was a witch was like, don't do this. It'll upset the balance of nature. And you ignored it. And then you were surprised when, like, it didn't work out. And now she's been on the other side all this time being like, man, this is all my kids fault. Yeah, It's your kids fault that you did something. She's like, you know who I'm going to blame for this? Klaus. She's no better than Michael. (laughs) They were a match made in heaven, those two. No wonder Klaus killed her. She's being a bitch. Yeah, she sounds like a bitch. And Elena says, okay, well, how are you going to kill Klaus? Because I want to make sure that's still on the table. He's immortal. She's like, I'm just, I'm just making sure that like you're capable of that because everyone says it. And yet here he sits. And Esther says, okay, well, obviously I know he's immortal, you dummy. She <laughs> says, it's going to take time, magic, and your assistance. And Elena says, what do I have to do with this? Elena's like, oh, no. And Esther says, you know, my kids think I'm holding this ball to celebrate a reunion. But in truth, I've gathered them here to perform a ritual. Step one requires a drop of blood from the doppelganger. Its essence will be in the champagne toast later this evening. Now, you wanted to kill the doppelganger so bad. Now you need her blood. Look who came crawling back. Look whose blood you suddenly need again. This bitch's blood has so many powers, it seems. (laughs) Esther takes out a dagger and says, do you want to do it or should I? Elena offers her hand, Esther pricks it, and she takes a drop of Elena's blood. Now, Elena, don't you want to ask some more clarifying questions first? Yeah, I'd be like, okay, tell me more about this ritual. Yeah, Esther says, I'm going to do a ritual. I need your blood. And Elena says, here you go. Like, excuse me, I'd be, what's and the Elena ritual? Says, okay, as long as it's a drop. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, what, what's the ritual? Like, what What's are you the ritual? What's the end goal? Like, I'm going to need a little bit more details. Mama, let's research. Yeah. We know Klaus has a stash of Elena's blood somewhere for hybrid. She couldn't go steal it. I think she wants Elena to be on her side. I'm not sure why, though. I guess she just knows that other people want Klaus dead. And so she thinks that that'll be helpful. Although, don't you think relationships are more complex than that? But I think it would make so much more sense for her to just steal some of Klaus's blood because this is so showy. Because the whole family sees her talking to Elena. And yeah, a lot of them are too stupid. But 
Elijah's obviously suspicious. Yeah. Like, why doesn't she just find a way to get this doppelganger blood on her own? Because Klaus doesn't seem bright enough to hide it from her because he wants his mommy to love him so bad. Yeah, because he's so excited she didn't immediately kill him that he's like, wow, life is good again. I think maybe she feels a little more confident than she should. I do think she's not allowing for complexity of relationships. I mean, she ends up getting the blood. Elena didn't ask what the ritual was beforehand. So maybe that's, she felt like it was safe because I'm sure she had a lie ready probably. Yeah. Just because like, you know, she wants Klaus dead, but you know, she's interacted with Rebecca and Elijah. So it's not crazy that she would like be hesitant about killing them too. Exactly. It's a lot of questions that I think she didn't consider at all. Well, and the fact that Elena is like a variable that she can't predict. I think any way she can get herself out of not making Elena have any say in the matter is better. But I do think Esther's getting caught in the same thing that Klaus got caught in when he originally tried to kill Catherine, which is like Esther's like, she's a blood bag. She wouldn't have an opinion. Yeah, I think Esther just isn't. She's like, oh, it's a stupid little human who cares. Like she's she's not going to think. One thing about Elena, she will throw a wrench in a plan. Yeah. One thing about Elena is she will stop things from working. And I know you're on the other side and you can't watch everything all at once, but it's just, it's an extra variable. I think she is just oversimplifying it because she's like, time to kill my kids because it's their fucking fault. She's like, why would anyone care if my kids are alive? Why would anyone be on the vampire side? She's like, I thought we all hated my kids. Don't we all agree there that my kids are an abomination? That's all me and Michael talked about. That's Michael teaming up with Stefan and Damon, too. He's like, we all hate Klaus. They just don't think. Yeah, Esther's not considering the fact that maybe someone actually likes her kids. Because even if one kid doesn't like her fucking kids, even Finn doesn't like them. Yeah, well, to be fair, Finn's been dead for so long. He's like, who gives a shit? I'll go back there. It's probably pretty overwhelming, the whole modern world. So he's like, I'm good. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I don't have time to learn what an iPhone is. He's like, this is way too much for me. Esther says, BTW, Elijah is obviously more suspicious than the others, so he may need more persuasion, which Elena obviously knows because Elijah just told her he was suspicious. And then she says, but they all need to drink the toast to be linked as one. And Elena says, oh, I'm sorry, I guess I should have asked this before. What do you mean linked as one? (laughs) What does that entail? And Esther says, "Okay, well, you said yourself, Klaus can't be killed, but the spell I'm doing tonight, it's going to link them all together as one. So if one goes, they all go. And Elena says, what? Elena's like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have given her my blood. It's like, I guess I should have asked and considered before this. Yeah. Esther clarifies for Elena, look, like, I love my family. Like, don't get it twisted. But they are an abomination. And I did betray nature when I created them. So it is literally my duty to kill them. I love them so much, but I want them all dead in the ground. And here's my thing. Like, I get that, like, you really upset the balance of nature when you created vampires. But, like, your kids aren't the only vampires anymore. So, like, killing them isn't undoing that. Like, you just want to kill your kids. Don't make it about something else. Yeah, like, that train already left the station, Mama. Vampires are here. They're everywhere. I'm sorry. Give it up. Also, you are way past your welcome in terms of this earthly realm. Go find some peace, Mama. You gotta go. Go see Michael. You can talk about how much you hate all your kids. (laughs) You have a lot to catch up on. So then we go downstairs. Paul approaches Rebecca. He says, you know, you promised me 20 minutes ago that I could kill someone. I'm itching to kill someone. What are you waiting for? And Rebecca says, I'm sorry. Okay, the mayor cornered me, which of course she did. That's Carol. Carol's had too many martinis. And she's like, girl, I love you. We should totally get drinks sometime. Yeah, we're such good friends. Rebecca's like, you are so old. 
Rebecca says, look, give me 15 minutes to lure Matt outside. And Cole says, outside? What's wrong with right here on the stairs? Let's make a spectacle of it. Rebecca says, you sound like such a fucking idiot. Mother would kill you if you ruined her party. Girl, you're going to ruin her party regardless by killing someone. Who cares where you do it? Yeah. Also, she wants you guys dead regardless. So might as well have some fun. Yeah, your mom's going to kill you anyway. I need to be (laughs) the one to tell you. Even if you're perfectly well behaved, mom's going to kill you. But none of them are thinking about that. They're just thinking about pretty dress, dance, kill friend. They're all so excited to see their family. They're just letting it all happen. Meanwhile, in the room where Damon previously got his neck snapped, he comes to and Stefan says, hey, easy. You wouldn't want to do anything stupid. Damon jumps up and grabs Stephanie, says, hey, where's Elena? And Stefan says, well, I don't know why you're asking this. I think it's fairly obvious, but she's exactly where she belongs, which is talking with Esther. And Damon says, hey, what did you do? And Stefan says, hey, don't blame me. This was all Elena's plan, right down to the broken neck. And Damon's like, ouch. <laughs> Damon's like, oh, so she wanted to kill me. Fantastic. And then Stefan says, you know, maybe you should stop being such a controlling dick. And Damon says, oh, I'm the problem. And Stefan says, you're a liability, brother. You're a liability. He has become a liability emotion wise. Yeah. Damon is going to go home and listen to liability by Lord like a hundred times after this. I understand I'm a liability. Get you wild, make you leave. I'm a little much for everyone. He's not having a good time. Well, that's what he had started doing. And then he was like, I'm going to go see Rebecca. Something has to be better than this. Damon says, I'm trying to keep her alive. And Stefan says, okay, well, your emotions are getting in the way of our plan. Damon says, my emotions? How is this happening right now? This is not what I'm known for. Damon's like, oh, fuck me. Stefan says, well, maybe you care too damn much and leaves. And this is not something Damon's used to being told. Damon's like, that's what I say to you. Damon's really suffering with his sense of self right now. He's got liability queued up for the drive home. <laughs> You're a liability. Yeah, he's like, I wish I had my headphones with me. He said, I need my AirPods stat. He said, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he said, does this DJ take requests? And he said, you can't suggest love story. That's been vetoed. And he says, okay, well. You have liability by Lord. And the DJ's like, that's going to bring the mood way down, dude. I'm not playing that. You're a liability. So then we go outside. Rebecca and Matt are walking among the cars. And Matt's like, what are we doing out here in the parking lot? And she says, oh, we're taking, you know, a break from the polite chit chat. Matt, you should have asked this question before you went outside with her, but okay. And he says, it's freezing. Let me get my coat. And he grabs it from his car, which is weird because he's got a jacket on. But that gets explained in a second. Rebecca says, this is your car. Number one, Rebecca, what car did you think he had? Number two, girl, you don't even have a driver's license. You don't have a like, car. Girl, did no one tell you this dude's poor? Why do you think he's a bus boy? <laughs> Why do you think he works at the grill and no one else has a job? Yeah. He pays his own bills. He doesn't have any family. A girl, that very much looks like the car I would expect from Matt Donovan. Yeah. And he says, well, you know, if I could compel myself a Maserati, I would, but I can't. And he's like, and you know, if you want to. <laughs> and then he puts his coat, which is actually his Letterman jacket, not a coat. He puts it on Rebecca. Which you know Rebecca ate up as soon as it was the Letterman jacket. Yeah. Rebecca at first says, oh, I'm a vampire. Like, I don't need this. But then she accepts it. And she is like eating up the fact that she's got a Letterman jacket on. She is such a fucking chump. This is the nicest anyone's been to her in like years. Matt gave her a Letterman jacket for like five minutes. And immediately she's like, 
okay, do you want to get married? The originals are so like, they are down terrible for people so quickly. And like, it's one thing for Klaus to be like down terrible for Caroline, who is a vampire, very beautiful, very confident. Matt? What is Matt serving, Rebecca? You really went from Stefan to Matt? Yeah, she literally went from Stefan. She's like, okay, Stefan's not going to love me. She went to Tyler. She said, okay, Tyler's not going to love me. Now she's like obsessed with Matt. He gives her her jacket one time. Girl, chump. Again, she needs some help. And she says, okay, um, actually, let's go back inside. I got all the fresh air I need. He's like, oh, now I suddenly don't want you to die. And Cole notices this and he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, excuse me. He's outside so I can kill him. Did you forget the plan? Inside, Elijah approaches Elena because she's now out of her meeting with Esther. And he says, oh, how was my mom? And she says, intense. And Elijah says, okay, so why did she need to speak to you in private? Elena looks over at Esther. Elijah says, should I be concerned about my mother's intentions? And Elena says, she wanted to apologize for trying to have me killed. Elijah shouldn't believe this, but the thing is, Elijah does want to believe that his mom is there to love them. He knows it's kind of weird, but he's like, but how lovely would it be if she is just here to be a family again? Mm -hmm. Like, and if I have some evidence, that would be great because Elena has given a lot of reasons to be trusted by Elijah. Mm -hmm. These two are like pretty strong allies relative to many others. So I think that's why it really, like it really hurts me that she didn't even tell Elijah. Yeah. It's like, cause it's not like Esther can really eavesdrop from up on the stairs. I mean, maybe she could have Finn do it and tell her, but I just feel like at least tell Elijah like, hey, maybe don't drink the champagne. Like, or at least be like, you know, it seems fine, but I'm not sure just to at least put some doubt in his mind, because I just think it's like he's been nothing but honorable to them to the best of his ability. To specifically Elena, too. I mean, he's done everything he can to help Elena. And they have always had a good working relationship. The two of them, no matter how the alliances are shifting between the rest of the family, Elijah and Elena have always been able to rely on each other. They're like a liaison between the two groups. Yeah, and know that the other one is going to be honest. And so I think it just hurt. Like, I I don't even like have a huge attachment to Elijah compared to you. Yeah. But this was just like, that's fucked up to do to Elijah. Mm -hmm. So Elijah says, so it's true then. She's forgiving Klaus. And Elena says, it's true. She flat out lies to him. So then Esther clinks her glass. She starts the toast. She says, you know, it provides me with no greater joy than to see my family back together as one. Wink. She loves her wordplay, just like Klaus. Yeah. And she says, thank you all for being a part of this spectacular evening. Cheers. And then we see Finn, Cole, Rebecca, and Klaus all take a drink. And we know they all have to drink for this spell to be complete. Elijah turns to Elena and he says, cheers. And she says, cheers. And he hesitates to drink, but she drinks her toast. And then he drinks his. All five of them drink. I thought she would either not drink and like make a face like, Mm, don't or like I would have knocked the cup out of his hand you can see that she whatever decision she ends up making you can see she really doesn't want to make this decision she's really struggling with it and I think it's kind of like a game time thing that she's like I don't want like Elijah to have to die but I do really want Klaus out of our lives and so she's like balancing it and then I think it just because Esther very quickly went into this toast because she's like I can't give Elena too much time to think about this to make a plan to get out of it. And I think that 
ends up working well that she's yeah. like we're doing this now so if you want to stop it you have to make that call immediately and in fr- and in eyesight of esther she has to make that call yeah. and i think too you know elena's balancing these things in her mind like she doesn't want elijah to die she has no reason to want elijah to die he's been nothing but kind to her he doesn't want to hurt her but she has no opinion on cole or finn really i mean yeah. she's a little lukewarm on finn but she has nothing against him i don't think she's even met cole at this point she knows that she wants Klaus out of her life because he basically ruined her life. He killed her aunt. He broke up her and Stefan. He's caused nothing but drama for her. And Rebecca actively wants her to die. So yeah, the majority of the people, she wants to die. She either wants to die or is- Or won't care if they're dead. Yeah. Or it's like, I could care less either way. And I think she feels bad about Elijah, but she does also find this like curse of vampires. And she's like, it does kind of make sense that people who can't be killed should die. Like, it's just not kind of a safe situation. But it is a lot to think about in the moment. But it just feels, like, so sad. It's heartbreaking. To see her do that to Elijah. Mm -hmm. Then we go into, like, a gallery room. Caroline meets Klaus there and asks what he wanted to show her. He says, it's one of my passions. And he points to a painting. It looks like a Monet. Mm -hmm. She says, impressive. I take it the curators at the Louvre aren't on Vervain. And he says, yeah, well, that's their mistake. Daddy want painting. That's what I would fucking do. Yeah, I'd be like, I'll take that. I'll take anything. I mean, if they don't have the energy to find a missing painting that's that big, then clearly they didn't like it that much. And she says, oh, well, what about these? And she points at her bracelet and she says, where'd you steal this from? And he says, well, that's a long story, but rest assured, it was worn by a princess almost as beautiful as you. Please tell me it's Princess Diana. Do you have a dress? Was this dress worn by Diana? Where's this dress from? (laughs) That's my problem. I would fall for this immediately. Caroline's stronger than me. She notices some sketches on a table and she picks them up and she says, wait a second. Did you do these? And he says, yeah. Actually, um, one of my landscapes is hanging at the Hermitage, but not that anyone would notice. Have you been? And she says, I've never really been anywhere because she's 17. And he says, I'll take you anywhere. (laughs) I'll buy a plane tonight. He says, you want to go? Where do you want to go? Rome, Paris, Tokyo? (laughs) Let me know. I'll go anywhere. He kind of smiles because how can you not be charmed by this? But then she basically is like, you know, it must be nice to snap your fingers and get whatever you want. Is that why you like having hybrids? You know, to have a little servant army to take you places and bring you things. And he says, well, you're making assumptions. He says, no. He says, it's like, it is true that it's nice they can get me stuff, but I just want friends. And she says, why do you need Tyler? Stop controlling him. Give him his life back. Which, first of all, he can't do that. Even if he wanted to, which he doesn't. And he says, you know, this has been a fun evening, but I think it's time for you to leave because he doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, his feelings are starting to get hurt. He's, he's trying to end this before she digs too deep. And it's too late, Klaus. It's over. Caroline goes for the jugular. She steps on his neck so severely. She says, oh, I get it. Your father didn't love you, so you assume no one else ever will. And he's like, OK, keep your voice down. He went, yoink. <laughs> like He's like, it's true, but you shouldn't say it. He says, shut up. And she says, and that's why you compel people or sire them or try to buy them off, which she assumes that's what he's doing. So she throws the bracelet on the ground. She says, that's not how it works. You don't connect with people because you don't even try to understand them. She leaves and you can tell he's like even more in love. Yeah, he's like, wow, she really gets me. (laughs) She's so beautiful. This is the first person who has said that to Klaus who he hasn't immediately wanted to kill. So here's my question for you. If you had to guess, what's your ETA on a Claroline kiss and- Claroline getting together and do you think we're going to see Claroline in a relationship do you think we're going to get them together how long do you think they'll be together what's so what's your idea on Claroline after we've finally gotten some real Claroline meaty scenes yeah 
So I think it is still going to be a while because it is this push of everyone like hating Klaus still, which I've said for weeks, they kind of need to get over. Um, But we're kind of still in that. And Caroline's conflicted because she does have Tyler like working really hard to fight this for her. I think she's kind of felt like Tyler's over, but she feels like she can't because she's like, well, he does love me and I'm good for him and he's trying. So I think she still has to get to that in her own way because I think she's like kind of done with him but doesn't want to admit it because mm-hmm. it's like well who am I if I'm done with him as soon as this come th- this hard thing happens you know plus there is this kind of unlearning like about perceptions of Klaus and I think he has to take some time too although I think he's much more ready for this than I anticipated because he seems like ready to hear this from her and he's like well I just want someone to like know me well enough and he's like she already knows me like that So maybe she can help me get through this somehow. Like, I think we still have some time of unlearning and like working towards and Klaus having to convince that he's not just like buying her gifts to buy her gifts, that he like likes who she is as a person, which like who wouldn't. So I think all that to say, I'm thinking kiss, let's say ep 20 of this season. That might be a little soon. And it depends like how much other stuff happens, how much clear line we get in the interim. Sure. But that's what I'm going to go with. In terms of like relationship, I think it's obviously going to be a little after that. I think with Tyler gone, there's a potential that he will either get out of this sire bond or at least really weaken it. So I think him coming back would throw a wrench in it, but it's just not really a competition. I like Tyler fine, but it's just not close. Forward is not, not it. Yeah, so I, I don't think that's going to last. And, you know, good for Tyler. He got Caroline's help when he was becoming a werewolf and to get out of the sire bond. So she really gave him plenty. So when he gets dumped, it's okay. So when do you think we're going to see Caroline get together? I think not till season four, but I would think episode 10. Okay. I was going to say five, but I feel like that's not quite long. What if it was next episode? <laughs> how long do you think they'll be together? Do you think they'll be end game? Why do you, what do you think will lead them to break up? I don't think they'll be end game for obvious reasons that you have implied. I haven't implied them. You knew about them. You've made your own assumptions. I've made my own assumptions. I don't know. I think there's a level of growth and change that Caroline will go through and that Klaus will go through that I think, I don't think it's going to be like anyone doing anything horrible. Like, I think it's just going to not, be what they need at the end of the day because I think like a lot of this is Caroline like being someone that Klaus can like see cares about him and I think Caroline being able to kind of grow as a vampire in that way and I think it's just going to get to a point where they've grown together enough and they're done growing together or maybe Klaus will die (laughs) (laughs) who knows well here's a question I want you to consider that I don't think you've been thinking about we've got a spinoff and the spinoff is called The Originals, which, you know, but you don't know if it's like I don't know a past history, it. if it is like running in parallel timelines, how this might affect. But what you do know is that we are getting a spinoff and it has a backdoor pilot in this show. So at some point, if there's I'm just following logic to make it sound like I'm I don't think I'm spoiling something. You're saying if there's a spinoff. Klaus potentially could leave because why else would he not stay on the show? That basically if there's a backdoor pilot that airs on this show, which you know about, you know that Mm -hmm. the originals was airing during the time that the Vampire Diaries was airing, which means he can't be on two shows at once, most likely, at least not in any regular capacity. Yeah, he could like be a guest on it. So it could be a leaving town situation. When do you think the spinoff's gonna start? Mm -hmm. And do you think this affects their relationship? That's a good question. I would think season four five or six 
Because I think, you know, you can do a spinoff earlier than that, but it's a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. And I do think, you know, clearly this season is big, big, big on originals. And I don't think necessarily we'll have that next season. Like it'll be a part of it, but that's not going to be the main storyline because you also do have to think like, well, when does it make sense to start a spinoff about these people? Mm-hmm. So in that way, you, I could see that like within season four even but I want this couple to last longer than that. So I'm going to say season five. All right. I guess we'll see. I, I just wanted some Claroline predictions now that we've gotten some Claroline. We'll see how much of those come true. Those of you who are spoiled, you know where we're headed. I want to see a kiss. Don't we all? So then we go out to like the foyer, the lobby, whatever. Cole approaches Rebecca and says, hey, girly, I was waiting outside for you to kill a guy. Where's Matt? Yeah, he's like, why did you come inside before I could kill that dude? And she says, well, you know, about that, I changed my mind. I don't want to ruin mom's night. Now, of course, Cole sees right through this. Yeah, he's not stupid. And then he comes for her neck severely. He says, don't tell me you like this boy. What did he do? Give you five seconds of attention? She says, yoink, because that is exactly what happened. She said it was two. That and a jacket. His letterman jacket. And he's like, you're a vampire. You don't need a jacket. He (laughs) says, don't be so predictable, Rebecca. And she is being predictable. He is right. She says, okay, yes, he did just give me five seconds of attention. And yes, I'm being predictable, but you don't have to be rude about it. Just leave him be. Yeah. But still don't kill him, though. And he says, as you wish, sister. But he says it very sinisterly. So obviously he's not going to do as she wishes. In a way that obviously he's going to go hunt that boy down. Yeah. Then, meanwhile, Elena's about to leave the party. After speaking to Esther, Damon approaches and he says, well, did you get what you want? And she says, actually, yes. She said, yeah, I did. Thanks for checking in. No help from you, King. She said, unlike your plans, mine work. (laughs) Yeah, I did get what I wanted, sir. You were dead in a library for 10 minutes. You took a nice little nap. And he says, okay, good. Tell me on the ride home. We're leaving. And she says, um, you got to let go of me, King. (laughs) And she's like, look, I'm sorry that I had to cut you out of the plan. And he says, well, there shouldn't have been a plan. You shouldn't be here. And like, at this point, it's over, Damon. No point yelling at her for this. I know you got your feelings hurt because your brother called you a liability. I'm a liability. Yeah. And obviously you're kind of losing it here, but it's over. She talked to Esther. She's fine. She has information. It's good. We're fine. We made it through. She says, you know, do you think I like going behind your back? I don't. But if I hadn't asked Stefan to help, then you would have tried to be a hero and ruined everything. And you know what? She's right. He would have. Yeah. She was never going to get to talk to her alone. If Damon was not dead in a room. Because Damon would have bust into the room. Esther probably would have killed him. Obviously, he needed to be asleep for her to go along with this plan. Yeah. He's mad about it, but like it happened. What are you going to do? She's right. It's over and she's alive. So what's the point of being mad? Um, He says, oh, you know, sorry for trying to keep you alive since Stefan clearly doesn't give a crap anymore. And she kind of goes for his neck a little bit here because this is really the heart of it. She says, oh, so now you're mad at me for including Stefan, because that's the truth. He's not mad that she did this plan. He's mad that she did this plan with Stefan and not him. Yeah, that she went behind his back and brought Stefan in and he thought that she was over Stefan. He's like, I thought you were switching to Team Damon. I thought it, I thought Delena was imminent. He's like, I thought Delena was on the horizon. He said, and I now, thought and now suddenly Stelena's here. He said, I thought Stelena was done. I thought we were done with Stelena. Me too. And he says, well, no, I'm mad at you because I love you. And she says, well, maybe that's the problem. And it is. <laughs> and that is exactly the problem. But may- you didn't need to say that to him. 
And she realizes pretty quickly that she's uh, said something that will deeply hurt his feelings. She says, that's not what I meant. And he says, oh, no, I get it. I care too much. I'm a liability. I'm a liability. How ironic is that? And he's like, I'm going to go to my car. And he starts blasting liability by Lord again. I'm a liability. Which I'm going to play in this episode so many yeah, times. <laughs> Sitting in his car, crying, beating down the road. I'm a liability. But then Caroline approaches them. She's looking for Matt. She interrupts this conversation, which is only going to painful places. But nice of her to look for Matt. Obviously, he needs it. Yeah. <laughs> because upstairs, Matt is walking around by himself. Lord knows why. And he hears someone say Matt out on the balcony. And he goes out to it. Like he's not in a house of vampires. It's like a spooky Matt whisper. If I heard that, like, Stephanie. I mean, like, fuck that and go down the stairs. Yeah, I'm no. running down the stairs. If the ghost wants to find me, they can follow me down the stairs. Into the crowd of people. Yeah. So Matt goes to the balcony. He starts to go back in because no one's there. But then Cole appears and says, good evening. You're Rebecca's friend. We haven't met. And Matt says, oh, yeah, hi, I'm Matt. Because he's kind of like, this might have been a mistake. Cole introduces himself. And then they go to shake hands. And Cole just like grabs his hand so tight that he like breaks a bunch of bones. Just squeezes it really tight. And Damon appears and he says, hey, easy. He's the quarterback. Now, I know this isn't what I should be harping on. Number one, is he the quarterback? Well, what? He's going to be a linebacker? No. Yeah, you're right. But number two, this football team, aren't they canonically bad? Well, he's the quarterback. But yeah, but so that's the thing. Like, who cares if the quarterback is out? Your football team's losing. (laughs) But he's the best one. How bad would they be if they had an even worse quarterback? Like, at least maybe they win one game. But is Matt, like, trying to get a college scholarship for football? If his team's bad, he's not. Well, he's not going to get it for academics. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I feel like, I know that they're setting him up as like, oh, he's all-American football boy. Like, that's what they're setting him up as to try to make him seem, like, hot to us, the audience. But it's like, is it so important that he's okay at football? Realistically, he's the kicker. Let's not pretend anything. I don't mean that with any ill will. I Not a dig. With some ill will, but... I get that what they're trying to do, but he is not decisive enough to be a quarterback. Exactly. That's my point. And even if he were, the football team is bad. They're known for losing. So who cares? <laughs> but I know whatever. It's a cheeky line. Whatever. I get it. Just got to make fun of Matt a little bit. I'm not letting Matt get out of this episode unscathed. When he walked on this balcony, I was actually a little concerned he might not make it out of this. Yeah, you were actually worried about this one. Generally with Matt, I'm like, okay, he's not going to die because that would be too easy. But this time I was like, he might die this time. (laughs) So Damon pushes Cole off the balcony and he jumps to follow him and he gets down to the ground level and then snaps Cole's neck. As he does that, Stefan runs out and says, Damon, are you crazy? And for some reason, there must be nothing going on in the ball because everyone follows Stefan outside to see this. Yeah, And like, look, I know Damon gets self-destructive and kills people on occasion this is something he does but he did actually have a reason here yeah and it's funny because later esther talks about it and esther immediately blames rebecca and cole like esther doesn't care about damon (laughs) doing it but it's like everyone in the party's like oh my god it's like okay he snapped the neck of one of the originals he didn't like kill anyone yeah it's not that dramatic and have you guys met cole i think a snap neck might kind of wake him up maybe knock that accent into place yeah get his get his diction (laughs) going Damon answers Stefan's question, are you crazy with maybe a little for a be it for me to cause a problem. I'm a liability. And Elena looks at him like he like killed someone she cares about. She hasn't even met Cole. Yeah. 
and she wouldn't care if he died. Yeah. Clearly, because she didn't stop it. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't stop the spell earlier. So Damon leaves uh, to go listen to his sad songs playlist in his car, obviously. I'm a liability. So get a pint of ice cream. Yeah. And a bottle of whiskey. Uh, so then we go over to the Forbes house. Caroline gets home from the ball. She calls Tyler. She leaves a voicemail. He doesn't pick up. She says, look, I'm grateful for what you're doing, but I miss you. And I really wish you were here because I really wanted to kiss Klaus tonight. Yeah, she's like, and that felt very odd to me. So you need to get back here. So I have a boyfriend. I need a built-in excuse because I am not selling it. I need a buffer (laughs) because I am wearing everything he buys me. I am inches from flying to Paris. And so she hangs up and she looks in the mirror and sees the box that she got the bracelet in back on her bed wrapped up with a bow and she says oh my god seriously like give up already because she thinks he's giving the bracelet back to buy her off again yeah but it's not a bracelet it's a paper she unrolls it and it's a sketch of her in a horse no it's a very beautiful sketch but the horse sent me (laughs) it is so funny because like this is obviously very romantic in this context but can you just think for a second if a boy you were talking to gave you a sketch of you in a horse (laughs) A guy who you have like been rejecting. Like, obviously she's very touched because obviously she's got feelings. She's not ready to admit. Yeah. But it's just so funny that, and because it also says, oh, thank you for your honesty, Klaus. Can you imagine like getting this as a gift? I'd be like, oh, what the hell? This creepy ass. If it was a drawing of me with the note, love. The, something about the horse is so funny to me. And I get that to him, like horses represent loyalty. They represent like him opening up to Caroline about his emotions. Yeah, I get the reason for it. And I think it's very sweet. But, but it's funny. Something about the picture is funny. <laughs> that, it's like, that her and the horse are the same size. Yeah, literally. It's like, man, that's a fucking giant horse. Yeah, it's like, were you sketching the horse first and then you decided to put me in here? Did you put me in here? And were you like, this needs a horse? He drew a horse. Because he was thinking about it. And then he was like, wow, I put this way further over the side that I meant to. Oh, shoot. I need to get something for Caroline that's not money. To prove to her that I'm not trying to buy her off. Where's that horse picture? He said, where's my pencil? So then we go back over to the Michelson house. After the party, Esther is quite upset. She says to Elijah, all I asked was no violence tonight. Rebecca and Cole disgraced our family. Again, she immediately knows it was Rebecca and Cole. She doesn't even think about Damon. Elijah says, look, I'll deal with them. It's not going to happen again, mother. And she touches his face and she says, thank you. I wish the others were more like you. And Elijah's like, I'm the favorite. He says, she would never kill me. Yeah, she might kill the other ones, but she likes me the best. Yeah, I'm so moral. That's what I'm known for. Poor Elijah. <laughs> I know. He leaves. And as he leaves, Finn comes into the door. So it's like they swap. And Finn's like, hey, did you just say you wish we were all more like Elijah? That's kind of mean to me. I'm I'm actually helping you here. Yeah, I'm willing <laughs> to die for you, mom. And you don't even like me the best. <laughs> Not even your favorite? <laughs> Come on. Uh, but he closes the door behind him and he says, hey, uh, can we speak freely? And she says, yeah, Sage is still burning. So you're good to go. And she takes out a paper, gets ready to do the rest of this ritual. And he looks over her shoulder. And he says, you're not having second thoughts, are you? She says, of course not. It's just Elijah. He's like so moral. I don't I don't want to kill Elijah. I want to kill the other four of you, but not Elijah. And Finn says, and he's me? like me. <laughs> Finn says, come on. No one's even giving me a chance. I've been dead for almost a thousand years. Come on. Like, it feels like none of you want to get to know me. <laughs> feels like none of you like me. And Finn says, well, you know, you're doing the right thing, mother. And she says, OK, I just want to double check with you. You understand what this means, don't you? The spell I'm casting is going to bind you all together as one. 
She's like, Finn, I'm just double checking that you're not stupid. You do understand. (laughs) And he says, I understand when it's time, I will be ready to die. She's like, okay. She says, okay, well then let's complete the link. She cuts Finn's hand, drops his blood on the paper. She does a spell and the blood flows to their names that are written in like runic. Each name, as the blood hits it, we see a clip of them drinking the champagne And then when it's done, the blood has formed like kind of a tree Mm -hmm. structure. And she says, the link is complete. They are one. And then the paper lights on fire. So they're linked, baby. They're linked. The high stakes of linking people's lives to each other is not something we've played with a lot since the Masquerade episode in season two, Mm -hmm. when Catherine linked herself to Elena. And this is just a really fun way to raise the stakes on all of them. Yeah, because now it's not just like, well, it's so hard to kill Klaus. Like, we just have to find a way to kill Klaus. Now it's like, oh, it's one and done. Mm -hmm. Like, so if you make any choice with one of them, it applies to everybody. Exactly. And Elena knows that she can share that. You know, she does share that with Stefan, at least. Like, she hasn't told the originals, but like that information is out. Like, Mm -hmm. so because Esther knows she's like, I can kill him. If someone else wants to figure it out, at least they know. Yeah. And so then we go over to the Gilbert house. Stefan has brought Elena home from the ball. And he says, so Esther wants to kill her whole family. How's that for mother of the year? And she's like, yeah. And she's like not laughing about it. She's at this point really starting to reckon with the fact that she is basically making sure all these people die. Yeah, she feels bad about it. Particularly about Elijah. She says, I got to look Elijah right in the eye and lie to him about it. And Stefan says, good. Like, I can't say I'll be sorry to see any of them go. And Elena says, I just signed their death sentences. And Stefan says, no, you signed Klaus's death sentence. Everyone else is just collateral damage. Like, no, she still did sign for everyone to die. I do think to kill Klaus, killing all the other originals is a price that it's fair for her to be willing to pay. Yeah. And it's fair for Stefan to be willing to pay. But but Elena also says, like, it's not that simple. Yeah. I think she knows that this is like a slightly better choice for her. But that doesn't make it like a perfect call. She doesn't feel good about it. She doesn't want to betray people. Yeah. She felt bad betraying Rebecca and Rebecca hates her. Yeah. Stefan says, so uh, where's Damon? I would think he'd want to make sure you got home safely. And she says, I'll call him and let him know. And Stefan's like, mm. I was hoping you would say you didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Stefan's like, he's not coming over here, right? So like, if, if you wanted to kiss me, you could. Like, just, I'm not busy tonight, personally. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just go home and I don't really have any plans. I guess I'll just go lay in bed. It sure would be fun if I had someone to cuddle with. Um, he doesn't say that. Stefan says, what was with Damon going after Cole? And she says, I don't know, him being self-destructive. I said something I didn't mean. And Stefan says, so did I. It's like, like, okay, maybe, do you think maybe Cole's did something? But whatever. He's an original. I'm sure they'll figure that out or Matt will tell them or something. Yeah. Elena just thinks it's all about her. Yeah. Stefan says, anyway, good night. And he starts to leave, but he walks pretty slowly. He wants Elena to stop him. Yeah. He's like, please stop. Please stop me. Please stop me. (laughs) And she does. And she says, hey, do you really not feel anything? And he says, when? (laughs) (laughs) She says, how do you do that? Like, act like you don't care. Like, you don't feel anything. Because I can't do that. I feel everything. Like, girl, you're human. Yeah. And he says, stop. And she (laughs) says, no, you know what? I'm not going to stop. She says, no, I'm not done. (laughs) She says, no, I'm going to keep going. She says, I don't want to believe you feel nothing. And he says, you think I want to be this person? I hurt you. I bit you. I hate myself for what I did to you. She's like, well, it certainly seems like you want to be that person because you're still doing it. <laughs> and she says, if you hate yourself for what you did to me, show it. Do something. Anything is better than trying to convince me you don't care. And he says, I can't. She grabs his face and she's like, come on, please, please. 
And he says, hey, if I let myself care, all I feel is pain. And then he leaves. And she's like, "Okay," And like, I understand that. She says, then feel the pain, bitch. Be in love with me. Just do it. Feel it, King. You did it. Feel that pain. You'll get over it. (laughs) Then we go over to the grill. Matt is having coffee. And Rebecca says, hey, what's up? She's like, hi, boyfriend. And he says, "Uh, well, I went to a dance and I got my hand crushed. And then I found out that I don't have health insurance. So I need a minute. And he's got like a bunch of splints on his fingers. No one gave him vampire blood. Who made him go to the doctor? No one healed him? Rebecca at this point should be like, oh, do you want some of my blood to heal you? Which he would have said no on principle realistically. But like no one felt like they should help him out here. She says, oh, well, I thought maybe I'd buy you an apology drink. Again, say, hey, maybe as an apology, you could have some of my blood to heal your hand. Yeah. And he says, you know, maybe you could just leave me alone, which he's so right for. He's right to do it. And she says, I'm really sorry about Cole. He's a lunatic. Like as if she didn't tell Cole to kill him. As if she had no part in this today. And Matt says, look, Rebecca, you're really fun and pretty and all, but I really need you to leave me alone. And he leaves. He's like, I guess I can't sit at the grill now. He's like, I'll go sit in the back alley where I take my breaks then. She is hurt by this. She's like, I can't believe that he doesn't want to be with me after I tried to have him killed and then didn't even heal his hand. She's like, well, I thought we were in love. So this is fucked. She says, hey, after all we've been through together. And he's like, Rebecca, I'm, I don't know you at all. You're just really pretty. Matt says, we have spoken for 15 minutes. I know that you are blonde and hot, but I don't have much of an opinion on you. Yeah, this isn't that hard for me to not hang out with you. And she says, remember when you gave me your jacket? And he says, I give my jacket to everyone. He's like, that's kind of my one move. I'm that kind of guy. It's a classic for a reason. It works. And so when he leaves, Damon says, burn. Rejected by the captain of the football team. Welcome to adolescent. And he takes a final swig from a near empty bourbon bottle. So... So he's doing good. So melodrama by Lord is really hitting tonight for yeah. him. <laughs> I'm a liability. <laughs> I know Damon listens to Lord. I know it. I know he does. I know I'm leaning into it, but it, it's true. But it's true. And Rebecca says, hey, shut up, Damon. I knew I should have killed him, but mother wouldn't let me. Girl, that's not why you didn't kill him, but okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, say whatever you need to say to save face. I get it. Yeah, your mom wouldn't let you do it. It wasn't the fact that he gave you his jacket one time and you're a chump. Both are embarrassing, girl. Rebecca and Damon are both chumps, which is why they, you know, are teaming up right now. <laughs> yeah. Damon pours her a shot of bourbon as he opens a new bottle because the bartender just lets him have whatever bottles he wants here because he's canonically rich. And he says, you know, never let people tell you what to do. They both take shots. He says, you know, besides, you would have broken him in a second. And it's like, okay, you're not, don't do this. Here we go. (laughs) It's like, okay, not this. Here come the dumbest move you've ever seen. She says, oh, are you suggesting I can't be gentle? And it's like, oh, Rebecca, not you too. It's like, oh, leave. Goodbye. You two shouldn't be here. Rebecca, you've only had one shot of bourbon. You got to have a le- more level head than this. Got to get out of here. And he says, oh, I'm just su- saying you should find someone more durable. And she says, who would that be? And then we go to the Salvatore house. Tomato, tomato. I know Rebecca and Damon are making out. They're clearly about to have sex. This is a stupid decision for so many reasons. And primarily just because, like, what do you hope to gain from this? Because I know it's not a girlfriend-boyfriend. I know it's not a relationship. They're both just so lonely and so vulnerable right now. Never a good call. And the thing about this, too, is, like, this isn't going to make Matt want to date you, Rebecca. It's going to make him like you less. 
And I don't know, maybe she thinks she's like serving on Elena somehow with this. Well, first of all, do you think that Elena will find out about this? Yeah, probably. Because Rebecca will tell her. How do you think Elena's going to react? I know Elena's going to get hurt by it, but she's going to, well, I'm not allowed to be hurt because like we're not dating, but it's going to make her really, I think this is the kind of thing that would make Elena have to face some of her feelings a little bit more Mm -hmm. because she'll feel jealous and be like, well, like, I don't get to be jealous, but also I'm jealous. Do you think that's a part of why Damon does this? Do you think he wants Elena to like feel some jealousy or to see if she will? I think partially that and because he's feeling vulnerable. I think it's that combo. And I think Rebecca, it hurts my heart for Rebecca because you don't have to welcome this kind of pain in for yourself, girly. Like I know you're a soft, soft target for men. And I know Damon's right there and it seems like an easy choice. But you already hate Elena. Do you really want to go have sex with a guy who is clearly in love with this girl you hate? It's just going to hurt your feelings. You're only you're only going to hurt yourself because guess what? He's not going to pick you either. And then you'll just have more reasons to hate Elena. It's just it's very self-destructive for her. For Damon, I think he's just he gets on these little self-destructive tears. But I think Rebecca is specifically making a much worse choice. But yeah, that's Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca's not known for her logical thinking. <laughs> yes, that's not really her. That's the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying The Vampire Diaries and Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.